you three wishes, but there are three rules. You can't kill anyone, you can't make anyone fall in love with you, and you can't ask for more wishes. What do you want? I want to sleep with you. What? Like, sex? Uh, the, 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 the rule, you can't make anyone fall in love. There's no love in it. We can be mad at each other. <laughs> there are four rules. Giving someone pulpy orange juice without telling them that it's got pulp in it is the equivalent to shoving your finger up someone's ass during sex, okay? <laughs> Some people enjoy it. Ask first! I just want to know, y'all, what do you do when it's 9.28 in the morning on a Monday and all your fucks to give are gone? <laughs> I'm sorry, motherfucker. I'm fresh out. Are you going to cry about it or are you going to boss up? First of all, I'm gonna do both. I've never told anybody this before, like anybody. In 2014, during a depressive episode, I spent $87 on Candy Crush. My wife says I have two major faults. I don't listen and something else. I wasn't super paying attention to what you just said that we'll be doing, but I will give 110%. As soon as you repeat yourself in a more interesting way. Get you a friend that when you're having a bad day, she sends you titty pics. Get into a car accident, titties. Boyfriend breaks up with you, titties. Stub your toe on the coffee table, titties. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a Hot Mess Podcast. I am here, as always, with my co-host, Ernesto. Hi, Ernesto. How are you, babe? Are you that friend? Titties. <laughs> no. No, you're not that friend. No. No. I need to find me a friend that's just um, going to... I'm not that good of a friend. Mm -hmm. No. I, I know a place where I can find a friend like that. It's called OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's where you get make-believe friends. People mm -hmm. pretend that they like you just because you're paying them. There you go. You're paying for a service. Yeah, it wasn't going to be free. That was never part of the. That was never part of the agreement. <laughs> they didn't say get you a friend that's going to willingly and freely send them to you. They just say get you a friend that's going to send them to you. Oh jeez! All you got to do is go to Pornhub. You can see all the titties you want. You can even Google titties. Yeah, but I mean, in, in cases easily... in cases like that, they're not sending them directly to me. That's they're not true. saying. They're not saying. Had some diarrhea today? Or some no, I'm just <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Never, ever, ever. Imagine that would be the weirdest thing. It's like unsolicited dick pictures. Like, I love how guys like the pictures that girls will send, but then we'll get a dick picture and we're like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to see your dick. Most I, I I would I would think that that's most I mean, as far as far as I know, every woman that I've spoken to really don't like those pictures i don't know what I don't, it is i don't either i don't know dicks what it are is. weird to me i don't i mean well, I like the thing them, is I that it's it is i i think for a woman it needs to be present it needs to be tangible it needs to be physically there a right. picture but it's just like so what well i've gotten like unsolicited you know dick pictures on like my dms and things like that and you know how the image is blurred and mm -hmm. it's like oh if you want to accept it you can see it I almost like know what it is, but then I'm like curious to see it. <laughs> so I always click on it. And then I'm like, what makes 
a woman be like, oh, you sent me a dick picture. Hey, what's your number, baby? Let's hook up. Like, it does the opposite. If anything, I'm terrified. And now I'm like, you're going to come murder me or something. I can't. You you know what seems to be more interesting for a woman instead of an unsolicited dick pic is, like, a a picture of a man in, like, gray sweats. the, uh, The outline Oh, yeah. of of it than than the actual picture a yeah. a picture of like that that kind of like mis- mystery of it the mystery i dick. think that yes. that is probably more appealing to women than it than the actual picture itself as yeah. opposed to the differences with men it's the opposite they're like no 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 how are you going to send me how are you going to send me a picture of a t-shirt with just you know with with with, with your nipples creeping out but if you yeah. can send me the whole thing it's a completely different thing it's odd that it's those are two completely just separate things where a man would prefer to see the whole thing a woman would just prefer to see the possible the outline what 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 it's a possibility that it might look like see me i'm like send me like a mirror selfie of you in a suit like that would turn yeah. me on more well no than... i mean yeah that, that but that's that's different that that in and of itself is different because yeah if a woman sends me a picture of her outfit and she looks great yes that's beautiful that's amazing but i'm saying if we're looking for that kind of specific sexual. thing yeah if it's for that particular thing sexual yeah of course a man would love to see a woman in lingerie and stuff like that a woman doesn't care about that a woman would just like to see a man you know what sexual is is you know putting the dishes away oh yeah or or you oh, know yeah it's like, I'm wet just thinking about it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you cooked me dinner? Sign it's me like, up. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really the easy things for women. Exactly. You know, it's, it's the simple things for sure. If a man's sitting there, if it's if he sends him a video, if he sends his woman a video of him vacuuming, oh, she'd yeah. melt. Yeah. Melt right into the carpet and then he can vacuum yeah. me up. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. So today we, you know, we have a topic that this one was actually my idea because I was telling Ernesto, you know, I, I've really been thinking about this a lot more lately. I always do. I'm always very curious about this topic. Um, and I talk about it a lot, especially on my TikTok lives and, you know, things like that. Um, and with everything that's kind of been going on in my life lately, and even just the past couple years, and that topic is death. I want to talk about death. And I think it's also something that isn't talked about enough because... It's sad, right? No one wants to think of their loved ones dying or you dying or what you're leaving behind and things like that. But I think it is something obviously that happens to everyone. We all die at some point. We just don't know how or when, but we need to talk about it more. Well, and I also think it also comes down to the fear of the unknown still. Absolutely. It is the fear of the unknown, even though people say, especially people who are of uh, of, of many, many different faiths, mm-hmm. say that they're protected. They know where they're going. They know what's going to happen. They really don't. Nobody really right. knows. It's just, right. you know, it, it doesn't matter. You can still believe that to your to your core, but you still don't know. Yeah. So I have two questions, and I'm going to start with one for you, Ernesto. Would you want to know when you were going to die not really no yeah me either but i know there are people that would like to know and i and i just don't i don't want to know how i'm going to die when i'm going to die absolutely not i have so such bad anxiety i would just cripple away and become a hermit until the day i died i could probably a lot of people who who actually will come to the point where they know whether if they knew they were going to die they would probably end it earlier just because yeah, I think that's that's probably what would end up happening. A lot of people would just end it earlier than when they were supposed to, just because it's just like I don't want to deal with that. 
Right. Yeah, it's a scary topic to think about, you know, and it's like, especially when it's, you think about your loved ones, you know, you, Ernesto, oh, sure. for example, you could think of your children, you know what I mean? I think of my son, right? like, you know, and just with everything that's been going on, especially even like with PJ, you know, thinking about death is, is something that has definitely been on my mind lately. And I remember once PJ passed, you know, I was, I had a conversation with Jason and I had told him, I'm like, please like no more texting and driving, you know, right. really make sure that um, you watch Carter when he's eating his snacks, no more snacks in the room. Like I'm so such more like aware and cautious and maybe that makes me crazy or paranoid, but now I'm thinking of those things a lot more than I did before. Yeah. I mean, that's just what comes with, um, with losing someone altogether. It's just right. a matter of your, your perspective does definitely change because outside of, outside of this, this is, I mean, I don't know if this is accurate, but it's, I think it's pretty close to accurate that PJ has probably been the closest person that you have lost. Yeah. I mean, yes, you've lost. And, and you know, the hardest, people. you know, I mean, I've lost two uncles. One was to suicide. One was to cancer. I lost another aunt who I was really close with to cancer. I lost my grandmother. You know, I've lost friends growing up. I've lost animals, but this, for some reason, and I think maybe because he was a child, you know, he mm -hmm. was only five years old and his life was taken way too short that it just makes me think a lot more about things. Right. Like what's what's the reason why? And this can kind of go into the religion topic as well, you know, because, you know, there was one thing that I said when I was like kind of having a breakdown and I already don't believe in God. OK, I'm mm -hmm. like, why would God take an innocent young child? But then religious folks will be like, oh, because he was an angel and God needed him. God needed him for what? Like, for what? To yeah. sweep his floors? Like, come on. No, I don't believe in that. Well, so that's where I have like a really, really hard time with death and religion and God and all of that kind of stuff. And the more I think about it, it just kind of makes me frustrated, makes me angry. My see that the, the way I see it is a little bit different it's actually a lot different because if somebody is going to use that to be able to cope and be able to manage moving forward then by all means go for it i don't yeah i i don't have a problem with somebody there is actually somebody that i follow on TikTok. i don't know if anybody um that's listening follows this person but um there was this one woman who started documenting what was going on with her two-year-old mm -hmm. who had cancer and this two-year-old um she was going through the process of chemotherapy and just getting done you know she got she 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 grew a pretty big following her name is ava um, um ava ava sky strong is her oh TikTok. yeah yeah i was the one remember i told you i was like that kind of hit me hard too right because i followed their page and you yeah know, i remember was, i, I was, sent her to you when i was really you know, when upset about her. it yeah uh, yeah um She's gone live a couple of times because she's still been coping. Uh, she started going right. live again a couple, uh, a, a, about a week ago now. And okay. just actually being able to have, being able to open up and have a conversation with her. She says, man, she is going to therapy. She's her, her, her daughter's going to therapy. She doesn't know if her, her ex, her daughter's dad is going to therapy or not, but, uh, she has, a, she has admitted that she is working on, on herself and working yeah. on moving forward. And 
she so she can start having more she can start having a conversation about it more now right she does have because people do have questions she's right. she's garnered millions of followers that was uh ava's got garnered a lot of people following her i mean she'll go and she'll hang out at um uh where she's buried and people that are nearby know where ava is so they'll go and they'll leave gifts for ava all the time mm-hmm Right. So she'll go and she'll hang out there. Her daughter doesn't really like to go there. She just thinks it's boring, you know, but her, yeah. her older daughter. Um, but uh, yeah, she's one that she has said people have asked her and they will question her about it. Not even just ask her, they'll question her like, how is it that you still can believe in God after this happened? She goes, right now, I think it's the perfect time where I think I do need God because I need it to make sense. I need it to make sense. Yeah. I don't understand it, but I need it to make sense as to why this happened to her and why she's no longer here. So she actually has used it as a way to be able to say, I don't get it, but I know that I know that she's she's there now. That's where she is. And I get that. And I completely I would say that. I would say it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. But it's a healthier coping mechanism than, say, using drugs or alcohol. Oh, or, for sure. You know, things like that. And, I, and that's the one thing. And, and I know you already know this. I have no issue with religion for anyone else. You want to believe in God. You want to believe in religion. You want to believe in whatever. I think faith is really important. I have a lot of faith. It's just not in God. And that's okay. And I'm cool with whatever anyone else wants to believe in and have their faith in. I think that's amazing. And I do think people need something to keep them going or something to hold on to. Yeah. And what, the thing is that... Um... The reason why I have no problem with somebody like her, uh, her name is Magali. That's that's the mom. Mm -hmm. The reason when when it comes to people like her, when she actually has conversations about that, and I don't have that ick feeling to it, like some people mm -hmm. when they talk about religion, much. is um, because she was she wasn't led to it. She went to it on her own, according to just how I've seen it, as opposed to somebody saying, you need to go with God now, you need to go and you need to, you know, when people start saying that, I don't know, I'm that's a little less comfortable for me. It's a little less right. um, appealing to see when somebody says you need to do this to get mm -hmm. better. She yeah. made that that conscious decision to go and actually just believe what she believes to make it better for her. Right. Which is a big difference to me, I think. Also, yeah. And also, you know, when you have someone who does believe in religion, but then they're pushy at the same time, like they push it on other people. That's what I also can't kind of, you know, get with. It's like, whatever you believe in, absolutely cool. No problem. But don't push it on me. Don't push yeah. your beliefs on me. Because I would never do that. What I believe in, I would never push that onto someone else. Unless these people actually came to me and were interested and curious, then of course. Yeah, but, but at that point, you're not pushing it on them because exactly. they came willingly to want to discuss it as opposed Correct. to the opposite where you just like you pound that into their heads. Um, my daughter and I, usually when I pick her up from school, we're driving back home. And there's always somebody that's outside, like on a, on a street corner, a major busy, um, a, a, a busy area where um, there there are people out there preaching on a, mm -hmm. on a, on a microphone, microphone. And, a, and a loudspeaker. Um, 
preaching. Now, I don't know if that's the best way to try to get somebody to actually listen to the word as they as they put it, because now you're not, they're not coming to you for guidance. You're trying to push something on them. And I don't know if that that's the proper way to do it. I can't tell them yes or no. I just keep my window rolled up and I keep driving, but I just don't know if that's the way You'll to be able to spread your message. You'll flip them off on your way. No, just kidding. No, no I yeah, I, I get, I pull out the water balloons and no, I just, it's just, I just don't think it's the, the I, I don't, I don't know if that's the most productive way to get the word out if you want right. to do that well i still remember that story i had posted like a little story on my tiktok carter and i were walking to the park and oh, the, Mo the, the mormon the, missionaries was it the mormon missionaries or was it the jehovah yeah it was mormon missionaries it was mormon, okay and these two young boys they were so cute they had to have been i'm not even kidding like 19 20 years old they were just little babies right and they come up to me and they say you know, what is your relationship with God? And I said, oh, honey, I haven't believed in God for so long. I said, but you boys, you know, have a good rest of your day. And he, one of them says, well, can I ask you why not? And I gave a little couple things here and there, nothing crazy. And then I'm with my son and Carter goes, my mom's a witch. <laughs> and they like looked this death stare at me like they were so terrified. And then he goes, but she's a good witch. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I was laughing internally. I was like, Carter, shut up. <laughs> and then we kept walking. I was like, you guys have a good day. But the look of fear in these young boys' eyes, I kind of like that he said that. I high-fived Carter. I was like, he does. What you need to do now is anytime you walk him is you need to um, you need to carry a wand with you. Yes. And anytime he says that, just, you know, let the wand creep out. Kind of like if, 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 if like a gangster showing their gun, they right? open up their vest there right? and there's a, there's a gun in there strapped in there. You know, you just have that, the wand. And You're then like, I'll be like, excuse me, guys, I ha we have to get back to Hogwarts and just walk right. away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, like, the terms they use in the movie. So good. I love it. But, yeah, that was kind of a funny moment. But, no, I do. I, I think, you know, especially when it comes to death, if, you know, some people become further away from God, some people become closer to God, and some people forget it all in all. So to each their own with that. But I yep, think for sure. me, like with PJ, it was it was the opposite. I already didn't believe in God and I already had, you know, I really lost faith in God when I was addicted. And I, you know, I remember laying on a hotel room floor praying to God because I grew up Catholic. I believed right. in God, you know, at one point and, you know, praying for me to get out of this situation, praying, praying, praying. And I was stuck here day after day after day. And I couldn't get out and I tried my best. And I think that was really the first time where I lost a lot of faith and I stopped believing in him. And, mm -hmm. you know, he wouldn't give me a sign. I, I begged for a sign. I was like, I'll get sober. I'll do whatever. And I never got anything. And then little by little, it was, you know, an abusive relationship and so many other things on top of that, that I still never got a sign that I had been asking for. Right. And I almost felt like when I pushed away from religion and quote unquote God, my life got better. I stopped having as much stress. I stopped having feeling so much pressure to be something that I really wasn't. Well, you're one that didn't need to feel like you needed to rely on somebody because some people, they exactly. do need that. Some people do need the fact that they have to rely on a higher force, a something right. that's going to guide them. They need that. Right. And that's fine. That's fair. Again, 
I don't have a problem when somebody actually does that, when somebody needs that guidance, somebody needs somebody to direct them to a certain purpose. But when that purpose becomes trying to force somebody else to the same, to believe the same thing you do, then no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I won't uh, abide by that. I won't, yeah, I can't listen to somebody who's going to say, you need to do this because this person or this book or this you know, belief of mine says that this is how it is. Right. This but is if, the right way and the only way. But if somebody is going to use uh, use the word of God or any other faith to do better upon themselves or upon the, the people around them and so, that are surrounding them or just humanity as, it's, as a whole, that is fine. By all means, yeah. do it. Whatever, do, whatever it is, to, whatever you can get from that that's going to help you guide uh, move forward with that. Go for it, please. Right. Yes, definitely. I don't mind that at all. Just don't push that belief that you have on other people. Right. See, and I, you know, there's a couple other things that like make me upset. I follow a lot. I think I follow like three creators. And they kind of do the same thing where, you know, they collect money from, you know, their followers and stuff like that. And they give back to the homeless. Mm -hmm. There's one that goes out of the country. There's one that just does, um, like food workers, um, there's one that does just kind of random people in a grocery store, right? And they'll be like, oh, the first person who, you know, let me borrow their jacket or something, I gave $500 or $1,000 or whatever that may be. Yeah. And then you go to the comment section and it's all about God. Oh, God, praise God. God did this for me. And it's like, no, the guy giving you the, the money did, did it for you. For you. Yes. The followers did that for you. God did not come down and be like, here's $500. Here you go. That's bullshit to me. You know, it's like, here's all these people who are donating a dollar, $5, $10. But now God did this. That's the kind of shit I can't really get on board right. with. That's a little too much for me. That's no, a little too much. I get it. And if somebody says, well, God guided me to that, that's great, but that's yeah. still not God doing it. God, if, if you feel God guided you to do that, that's great. But God didn't force you to do it, didn't make you do it, didn't lead you, to lead you, didn't physically make you do it. You still did it on your own. If you had the influence of just saying that, you know, I, this is what I feel because I feel God has led me to it, great. But right. God still... Uh, but God still didn't make you do it. This was something that you're just fortunate that you used what you believe was was what God influenced you to do to do it. Right. And then, okay, so say, for example, Ava, right, where you have someone who has cancer. If all of a sudden, you know, they get into remission and they're like, oh, God healed you. No, chemo did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Chemo, the nurses, the doctors, you know, the treatment that cured you. But then if that child or that person was to die, did God, did God kill them? So God can only heal, but he's not responsible for when they die. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me. It is. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's just something that, that um, it, 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 I do believe, and it's unfortunate, and I don't want anybody to take it a bad way, but there is a bit of a delusion to that. There is. There is a bit of a delusion to that, and that sucks, you know, because. Well, there's that term, um, God-fearing, and I hear a lot of people use that. Oh, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm a God-fearing woman. That's kind no. of scary to me, too. Because what happened to God forgives all, God sees all, but then you're going to fear someone? 
Because yeah. guess what? The day that I die, if I'm up at the pearly gates and they're like, are you going to heaven or hell? Then that's what I'm going to know. But until then, how am I going to know? I'm not going to know anything. Unless if, God himself uh, uh, came uh, down and was like, Monica, I'm here. And I'll be like, what's up, bro? Yeah. And if I have that option, I mean, can you show me, you know, show me around a little bit. Let me know what yeah. I like. And then can I go down there and check out the other side and see if I'm interested over there? Because... Who knows? It's, maybe it's hotter I'll down there. Maybe I, I like the heat, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll enjoy it down there. Maybe there's a there's a sauna and, uh, you know, maybe I'll get a tan. I don't know, but just, I don't know. I just, uh, the the way people interpret things is is, is very, very, um, I wouldn't say concerning. It's just difficult to, to try to get on board with. Right. It's very I difficult think, to get on board you know, with. And you know, religion really does go hand in hand with death. I think For sure. a lot because, and I've mentioned this before on another podcast, but I'll just kind of. I'm Which other podcast? Are you cheating on me? I am. I am. She means another episode, y'all. That's what I meant. Another episode of the podcast. Um, but, you know, this is when my uncle had committed suicide on my birthday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had went to the church and with my mom and you know in the catholic religion suicide is a sin right you're not allowed into into heaven if you commit suicide you're not i don't think you're allowed into either you're like stuck in purgatory, purgatory is what they call it right which i also think is fucking bullshit this guy was the kindest man like yeah he had his own demons and had you know addictions and things like that i've had my own addictions that doesn't make me a bad person and he was not a bad person at all he was one of the sweetest most gentle men that i knew right so those are the kind of things that I just can't wrap my head around for someone who is, you know, almighty and, you know, forgives everyone. You're not going to forgive someone for being so tired at life that you just felt like you couldn't do it any longer. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that uh, if God is forgiving, uh, if you say God is forgiving, he forgives all. Why is it the sound? Why is it unfortunate? Why is it that he forgives all except for this? When is when did that right. exception come in? And why is that exception a exactly. part of that? And who deems that the exception right exactly Who deems but that that's the exception? thing about the bible is it's constantly changing i mean now all of a sudden the catholics and everyone they're cool if you're gay back in the day they were like burn them at the stake they hated gays they hated anybody in the lgbtq plus community Are you kidding well, yeah me? i mean they need they need more people in there's, there's <laughs> they power in people. numbers and that's what they want they need that's more they people want. to you know to believe in in god because they are losing numbers especially with covid how covid was a lot of god-fearing people were the ones that are like no i'll just i'll just leave i'll leave it up instead of instead of getting a vaccine they're like i'll leave it in god's hands and yeah. look what happened yep you know god yep. said okay you want to come home soon come on <laughs> let's go yeah if you want to come home more, sooner yeah i need some more people to mop my floor let's go exactly yeah so the heavenly it's, gates it's a, it's one of those just yeah it's one of those things that they do need numbers they right they're 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 lacking in those numbers to uh, to continue on milking the system right see and i just i see myself i'm not saying that i'm god i'm just i'm using it as like a saying of like i am my own god you know what i mean like mm -hmm. everything that i've done i've gotten myself into and everything i've done i've gotten myself out of right so for example my addictions right I, when i was laying on that hotel room floor and i realized that i need to get out of this or i'm going to die it wasn't God. It was me that picked up a phone, called my parents and said, hey, 
this is what's going on. This is what I'm using. If I don't stop now, I'm not going to make it to my next birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And then my parents time where you said I need you to come in. Yeah. That was me. That was my parents. That wasn't God. When I was in an abusive relationship, I was the one that was like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm not doing this anymore. It wasn't God that was like, Monica, get out of this relationship. No, I was like, if I get beat up one more fucking time, like I might not see tomorrow. Right. So every single thing I've gotten myself into and I've gotten myself out. Are you doing your Rubik's Cube? No. <laughs> Guess what? Carter's into Rubik's Cubes now. Is he? He loves it. I think it's good for his like brain uh-huh. just to kind of like focus on something. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. He's really good at it. He was like teaching me, you got to move it nine times this way. I'm like, what? <laughs> so good. His little brain amazes me. Oh, that's good. Okay, so. Can he solve it? He hasn't yet that I've seen, oh, no. Okay. But he he's really good at it. He's pretty good. He gets really close. I think with time. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my next question for you. Do you believe in an afterlife? No, we've already discussed this part. I don't believe in an afterlife. What I do believe is that if we are reincarnated, we're just, uh, we're sent over into a new plane of existence that okay. looks very similar to this one or can look very similar to this one. It could be a number of different things. Might be Canada. Uh, it might be Canada. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of we, we transport, uh, our souls are transported into another, um, I guess, another form. mass, another form. Uh, and it can be something that, again, is very similar to this. It can be something that's completely different from this. Who knows? But I just don't think that we are we, we are still, we are stagnant. We stay the same, and I don't think we come back to the same form um, right. that we are in. I don't think we come back to the same reality we are part of. So do you Each, think that you keep the same soul? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I believe in, too. Did you watch the Disney movie Soul? Mm-hmm. What did you yeah. think about it? I liked it. I thought it was good. I, th- I, really I thought it was it fun. It was very interesting. And I think it was a good concept for children, too, because it was lighthearted, but it was honest at the same time. Right. And kind of gives a little bit of hope. I almost kind of want Carter to watch it again now since losing PJ. Since I uh, think. losing PJ, I think that you know would probably I mean? yeah, be a good thing. It brings it might, a little it bit might, more. It might spark some sadness because it's a yeah. discussion about death, but still. I have, I have anything. no problem with Carter feeling sadness. Mm-hmm. I would rather you feel something than shut it off. And then that ends up in aggression or anger or something else. You know, I'm cool right. with emotions. I'm really cool with sadness, um, especially me as his mother, because I am the queen of sadness. So he, I, yeah, I take in all of that. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, see, the thing is, my, you know, um, I've had conversations with my daughter more than my son about this because she's more open about these feelings about, you know, the, the fear of dying and the fear of. Right losing people or fear of not being here for people because she has that genuine fear especially yeah. when she you know that she's already lost uh, a lot of very important people in her life she lost her great grandma who she really loved the people the two closest people the two p- closest people she lost were my parents you know right those two were very very important to her she lost winks another one that was very important the pets that she's was lost that her was that her first pet that she lost winks no it was not her. Well, I think her most important pet that she's lost right. for sure. Yeah. Um. So that was hard for her, and that did bring up thoughts in her. And of course, she is. She goes to church with her mom every Sunday, 
So her mom will continue to, and her grandmother will say, you know, well, that's, they'll say, well, you know, they will continue to stress the existence of heaven and just do this. So she has that, but that still doesn't negate the fact that it still concerns her and it worries her. The unknown, the fact that she knows that there is going to be a time where either she's not around us or we're not around her. Mm-hmm. And that concerns her, that worries her. I mean, it even worries her to the point, not even not even losing her brother, but the fact that her brother will eventually not be home. Her yeah. brother, they will not be living under the same roof. And that, that scares her as well. I mean, change is always scary, you know, especially when you are an empath and you feel things so deeply. And I know I know both your kids are, are empaths. You know, they're yeah. both very kind children, you know. But, my, you know. my son has a better he has the, he has a better um gauge as far as managing it just like I do he can right. he can manage it better than I do he doesn't he doesn't have a problem expressing his feelings he just has a problem he he can he can channel that uh what that same thing that he has that same gift and ability that I have where he can absorb somebody's right. negative energy and not and it Be's not getting to him yeah. And not affecting him and being able to at least, I don't know if he's able to convert it to any positivity like I can yet, but maybe, he definitely but maybe can. Maybe this time. I, but Maturity he, he will age. not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I know he can at least absorb it without it really affecting him. Yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter, on the other hand, it will affect her and she will get angry and annoyed and sad and frustrated. And, and, and I wouldn't say she would have outbursts, but she will have times where she just has that emotional i just need to lay down and look at the sky it's that me. it's like that yeah. meme where you're looking up at the sky you see that that little and that cartoon drawing of somebody just looking up at the sky and the tears rolling off their, their yep. face a puddle oh, of tears yeah. that's yeah. me i'm like is it raining outside let me go stand in the rain and contemplate my life that's how i am because i do i feel everything so deeply and so much to my core she reminds and, me of uh, Lilo from Lilo and Stitch yeah, when she's oh, with yeah, her sister, like, just like yeah. just. What did she say? She's like, "Just leave me alone here to die." Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's like that's me. I'm so dramatic when it comes to shit like that too. So good, I can't. It's fine. It is what it is. I'll yeah. own it. I'll own it. But no, there was one thing you know that PJ's mom had told me, and she said. I loved, I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but she said, I loved how emotional you got. She's like, I loved that because, you know, I didn't even know PJ that long. No, like I I said, remember, I told you it was, uh, you know, it was, it it was was not as long as you think. It was not as long as many people think. But it felt like a lifetime because I became so connected with this little child so fast. And I also was super connect- I still am connected to his mom. To his mom, right. You no, know, I was taking her kickboxing classes. She was the first mom that actually came up to me and was like, hey, I have a kickboxing class in the park if you want to join. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, most moms don't do that, right? They're just kind of like, do their own thing. She actually came up to me. Mm-hmm. We hit it off. We became really close friends super quickly. You know, PJ was the first kid that Carter mentioned on the first day of school. And we just hit it off and we did so many things together in a span of a year that 
most people don't do in their lifetime. We right. went on vacations and, you know, dinners and I was watching him or she was watching Carter. He was always, I would see him twice a day at drop off, pick up. Like we were together almost 24 mm-hmm. seven, at least yeah. four times a week, you know? So, but yeah, I don't know. Death is, is kind of a funny topic to me. I do enjoy talking about it because like I said, I think it's good to talk about things like this because a lot of people don't. Yeah, But I sure. think the one thing that, you know, keeps me up at night now on top of so many other things is is losing my child, mm-hmm. is losing my child. And yeah. I have I have a fear of that. Well, I, as many of you know, because I have expressed it before, I don't ex- I don't really have fears. I don't have fears of things. I definitely didn't before I had children. I didn't, and it's not because I didn't. I don't feel that there are reasons to have fears, because of course there are always reasons to have fears. But I have a better understanding to the fact that I'm just going to have to enjoy the time that I have here. Right. I do. I love the time that I have here. I love the time that I can spend with everyone that's listening, the time that I spend with you, the time that I spend with my family, the time that I spend with my kids, the time that I spend with the person that I'm in line behind at the grocery store. I enjoy every moment that I can. I do. Um, The time with myself. That's probably one of the most most difficult things for a lot of people to do is to find time to enjoy time with yourself, whether it's just laying down, just thinking, whether it's masturbating whether it's watching a movie whatever it is being able to just enjoy the time with yourself and (laughs) yeah it is so the fact that you can't the fact that a lot of people still can't do that after a long time they just can't some people can't look at the at themselves in the mirror for more than 10 seconds without just feeling some disgust and that's sad. It's sad for me to hear, for me to say that because people have expressed that to me before, that, that I can't look at myself in the mirror for more than 10 seconds because right. they just feel so something, something's missing or something that's lacking or something that they just haven't been able to express. They haven't been able to accomplish whatever the case is. And that's, that's horrible because yeah, of course, do I want to accomplish more things in my life? Most definitely. But if I don't, everybody does. I'm okay with that as well. I'm okay with that as well. I'm okay if, uh, you know, I'm okay if this is my last day on this, uh, in this realm, uh, in this plane of existence, I'm okay with that. I'm sad for the people that I'm going to leave behind. I'm sad for my kids. I'm sad for my family. I'm sad for the people that love me. But I'm okay if if that's just how it comes. It's just how it turns out. I'm not afraid of death. I haven't been afraid yeah, of, death afraid for, of death for well over four decades. Well, well over three decades, let's say. Yeah. I'm not afraid of death either because, you know, and this is just being brutally honest. There's been so – not that I've had suicide attempts because I have not. But there have been so many times where I wish that I wasn't here anymore. But the one thing that does keep me here is my son. Uh You know, like I love that kid more than my own life. I would take a bullet for him in two seconds. So I think that's the only thing that scares me is like you said, leaving your loved ones behind because I'm also not selfish. I, I couldn't do that. And I'm not saying that people who commit suicide are selfish. I know a lot of people get angry with, with, you know, that term. When like their loved ones take their lives or something like that and they go through like these different phases of you know being hurt and sad and angry and i get that 
but sometimes people are just too tired. But then this also goes back to what you were saying about how people can't, you know, look at themselves in the mirror or they don't feel good enough. That's how suicide happens. It's because they feel like, one, they're not good enough. Or two, they're stuck in a situation they feel like they can't get out of. Or three, their life just feels hopeless and it's just like a endless pit that, you know, nothing's going to change. But it, the crazy thing is, is like I've been in those places. I've hit rock bottom. I've been in really dark holes where I never thought I'd be able to get out of. And then I get out of it. But I think when you're in that moment, the heat of the moment, and you feel like the world is ending, that's when they do it. But if they were to be taken into a room and given a day to kind of cool down, they probably would have a different opinion of what they would want to do. They may. They may. It's just it's hard to say. And it's just hard to ever ever figure out whether it was ever, you know, because when people start questioning, I thought I I could have done more. Um, Right. It's often that you couldn't have. It's often a lot of people couldn't have. Yeah. Uh, More often than not, for sure. Right. You know, and then people will say, well, I should have seen the signs. No. You, you you couldn't have seen the signs because most of the times yeah. they're well at they're well at they're very good at concealing these signs or right. if you did see something that was a possibility there was some there was there was never a thought there was there was rarely a thought where you th- where you thought well they will do this they 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 will they have there's they have the potential of doing that and then, honestly if somebody is going to do it they're going to do it and there's nothing you right. or anybody else can can do to stop them there's yeah. nothing you any, anybody else can stop them it's just that's just the way it's going to turn out. And it sucks to think that, and it sucks to believe that, and it sucks to hear that, uh, especially when it does have to do with somebody who is going to lose, who's going to leave somebody behind that's going to have to suffer for an, an indeterminable, an, an indeterminable about a time, like kids, or your right. your your loved one, that your spouse, or anything like that. It sucks that they're going to have to deal with that, but more often than not. There was really nothing you can do if somebody if yeah. somebody gets to the point where they are they're they're satisfied with that, then that's 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 their satisfaction. It's horrible. I think I think it's only natural though that people do that. You know. No, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Yeah, for sure. Themselves, you know, that anything. is part of it. I mean, when my my dad when my dad passed away, my sister blamed herself, even though he he went in his sleep of natural causes. Right. Right. She blamed herself because he was in her care at that time. Yeah. So she put it yeah. on her. I should have checked on him earlier. I should have done this. I should. I mean, no. It's just. Could have, would have, should have. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, that. It's just not something that. That it was just. That was it. That was pretty much when he was ready to go. He was. He. He was the one that was ready to go, and that was the conversation that he had with me the night before he passed away. He was like, I'm, I'm tired and I want to go home. And at that point in time, I didn't think he was talking about going home to what he, you know, to heaven. That's what he, that's yeah. what he believed. He's Catholic. So he, right. he believed that he was going to meet, he's going to be with my mom up in heaven. So when he said, I'm tired, I want to go home. I thought he just wanted to come home. Right. Where was he at? In with Mexico. your sister? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, he was yeah. in Mexico with my sister. He went to go visit. He yeah. he went out there to go visit my brother, who he had not seen in uh, over a decade. Also, my sister, who he had not seen over a decade. He he'd already seen all of his other kids, except for those two, and then he passed away in his sleep after he saw my sister, who he had not seen in over a decade. 
So it was like just, all these boxes that he had to check before he was just he holding on. Yeah, he was just holding yeah. on until until that point in time. Because yeah, I saw the last um, the last well, the year the whole year after my mom passed away, I saw how it was for him. He was not. He was not. It's not that he wasn't happy, but he was definitely sad that my mom wasn't there with him anymore. He was definitely. Right. He just he he missed her, and I did see him, and we did talk, and he did cry, um, when he would think about it because he did miss my mom. Would they fight and argue? Yes, that's just what they did. That was just how it was. My dad would. I, my dad course. has that. That was just that. That was like. I mean, that's what happens with a couple who's been together over forty-five years. You know. Exactly. Um, that's a really, really long time to be in a relationship. So I would imagine that that would happen. So, he missed her though. He missed her because he knew that she was the other half of him. So right. that was hard for him. It was hard for him to be there and not be with my mom. It was hard to sleep in the bed that they slept in and, and, and her not be there. It was tough. Very all tough. The stuff, all the stuff around him and you know what I mean? But Clothes he also had that. Stuff like that. He also had the, the, the feelings and the emotions and, and, and he at least wanted to be able to say goodbye to everyone. He wanted to be able to see everyone one last time. It's just to be able to talk him. him. He wanted to, yeah, he wanted to close that chapter. He probably wanted to give them the opportunity to see him one more time. Right. I can see my father doing that for sure. He just said, I'm going to hold on until they get the opportunity to see me as well. Right. So I see that. Okay, so did, so... did I cry when my father died? I didn't. You I didn't. Did, did I cry when my mother died? Yes, I did. Because she was suffering. But I was also happy with was... that. Because I knew that he was content with his with his life. Okay. I knew that he was content and he he wanted to, after, again, having that conversation with him saying that I want to go home, I knew that he was content and he was ready to go wherever it is he was going to go. And, and he believed that he was going to go be with my mom. Right. So he was content with that. So that's why I wasn't sad about it. I didn't cry about it. I was happy that he got to see my sister and my brother who we had not seen it forever right. and i was happy that um he he knew and he he was happy with the fact that he knew where he was going mm -hmm. that was it so i didn't cry was i sad of course but i didn't cry i cried the when i when i cried about it is when i was telling my kids about it when i was telling them and especially yeah especially again my daughter who was going to have that bigger emotional outburst than her brother right. yeah that that made me cry yeah at that point it wasn't because i was crying because i was in any way sad about it but i i i absorbed that sadness and i i, I participated in that because that was just part of the that was part of the experience of having to explain this to them yeah and that's hard yeah for sure that's really hard yeah i remember when i came home and i had to you know, tell Carter about PJ and, you know, he, they're both five years old. So my son has mm -hmm. a five-year-old brain. He doesn't fully understand the concept of death. He does to a certain degree, but not really. Right. So I'm devastated. I just came back from the hospital and I saw PJ and it was just gut-wrenching. And, yeah. you know, my mom came over and Jason's parents came over and, you know, we had some good support. Tiff was there and, you know, I had such bad anxiety just even walking through that door because I'm like, now I have to tell Carter, like, 
his best friend is no longer here. Right. And, you know, I sat down and I'm a mess. Like my makeup's running. I have tears coming down my face. I'm literally a hot mess. So I sit on the couch and, you know, I explain to him and I, I don't usually use the term heaven. I don't really like Mm -hmm. to even say that personally. I just say, I told him, you know, that what happened and that PJ is no longer here and that he's playing up in the stars Mm -hmm. in the sky with the moon. I said, he's probably dancing on the moon right now. And that's what I told him. And then the, the, way that I made it make more sense I said that he's with Daisy and Daisy mm-hmm. is you know my dog that passed yeah. that I loved tremendously and so did Carter so I think that kind of helped him you know make a little bit more sense that you're not going to see him anymore in the present physically but you can always talk to him and if you talk up to the sky he'll hear you he won't be able to talk back but he can hear you right so I think that gave me a little peace and him as well so now every night before bed you know we make it a celebration of life rather than sadness. Mm-hmm. Even though I know the truth and I know how sad it is, I want him to remember everything good. And I'm sure you did that with your kids. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. Like making it more of a positive thing than a negative thing. You know, yeah. you know, grandma and grandpa aren't suffering anymore. You know, right. like I mean, they knew that about my mom for sure because she did yeah, suffer the last suffer. year of her life after right. the stroke. So right, yeah. So knowing that you know they're finally at peace and. You know, things like that doesn't make it any easier, but that's kind of how I did it with him. So. Yeah, and it's just just a matter of knowing how, knowing your kid well enough or knowing who you're, you're trying to tell this well enough to be able to explain to them. This is what's going on, because it it even you even have to do that with adults. You even have to do that with adults. You don't have to talk to them like a child, but you need to make them uh, understand, have a better understanding as far as what's going on. And that's difficult to do. It's more difficult to do with adults than kids, you know, because there was a point in time and you and I have talked and I would never have, I would never have said, well, he's in a better place and all this. I would, I would never have said that to you. I would never have said that to Crystal. Yeah. I would never have said that to you guys. Because yeah. that's not what you needed at the time. Yeah. What you needed at the time is just a a a a, a reminder that that yes, he is no longer here, but damned if he did not leave a mark. Right, and he did. A so that's mark. something that you on, have to, on that's so many people. On you know tons crazy, of people, yeah. You know what's so crazy? Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but I you know I gave a eulogy at the at the funeral and. I was not expecting this many people. Mm-hmm. There were close to 400 people that showed up to this funeral right. from all over the world because Crystal did that. Crystal did that. She mm-hmm. gave that for her son. She advocated for this kid like nobody I've ever known. She would speak in schools and she would, you know, do all this. stuff. She had like a huge online presence. She and did it was have it. All yeah. about being kind, you know, and I loved that about her. So I remember they didn't even have enough seats for the funeral. People were standing on the side. They had to make other rooms and put speakers so that they couldn't even see, but they could hear. Mm-hmm. There was close to 400 people there. I remember going up there to like read my eulogy and I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> there yeah. was so many people. I've like, I've done public speaking. I've done round tables with huge people and, you know, stuff like that. Given speeches at weddings. I'm giving one next month 
this was nothing like that. This was totally humbling and it was different because it's sad. You know, it's coming from a sad place, not a celebration. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I've done that too. I've given eulogies before. My, my best friend Preppy, her, I, I, I wasn't sure and I wasn't fully prepared because her mom asked me once I got there. Her mom asked oh, me, yeah. once I got there, will you say something? So, oh I, you know, it was That's off the hard. cuff. Yeah. No, not really. No. Not for me. See, I, I'm meticulous when it comes to my writing. So, like, I, how I wrote my eulogy was I was in my bedroom and I put a fire log in my fireplace and I sat right in front of my bed in front of the fireplace. And I had my notebook, um, my pen, and I had a glass of wine. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. And I sipped my wine and I sat there for probably an hour and I wrote out my whole speech. But like on a whim, I mean, I could say something, but it wouldn't be what I fully wanted to say. I'm not good at just like winging it. I mean, I do it on the podcast and, you know, stuff like that. But this was something that I really wanted to be perfect and to say everything clearly of how I felt about PJ and Carter. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, I, on the other hand. I am good under pressure when it comes to things like that, when it comes yes. to be able to say things to people in, I wouldn't, I don't want to say crises because it wasn't in crises. She just, you know, she had passed away. So they weren't in crises, right. but people were in mourning. Of course I was in right. mourning. I lost my best right. friend, Right. but I have the ability to be able to say something with, because I just spoke from the heart and I was able to say well, and, and express I mean, that. And yeah. I loved, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I loved her. And I, it was just not about, it It was about sharing the kind of connection that she and I had right. and being able to express that where people could understand. And it was her, her husband and her kids weren't there. They did not make it there, but they were recording it for them so they can actually hear the good words that people had about their mom, about his wife. Right. So I wanted to honor that as well and, be, and being able to express how important she was not only to me but to the people that we, uh, we both knew, our, our, our surrounding friends, because yeah. I didn't know him very well. They lived yeah. on the other side of the country. I met her kids, but I didn't know the kids very well because, again, they were on the other side of the country. I have met them all before. I have always spoken with all of them before, but I didn't know them as well because we both had our own worlds that we were existing in now. Right. But I wanted them and they probably they had a fairly good idea about it because they saw who she was when she was home, when she was back here. And they saw the people that surrounded her and the people that loved her and the people were that were about her here. So they knew that they understood their kids were young, so they didn't fully understand. But her husband knew her husband yeah. knew who she was. Her husband knew how much of a amazing person that she, of course, it was her husband. He, of course right. he knew she, he married her. So right. he knew how great he she knew. was. Yeah. Um, but it was now in expressing this and giving this eulogy. It wasn't about the fact that, cause he knew that it was about why she was who she was to me mm -hmm. because he had his reasons. So I wanted to express my reasons for why she was who she was for me, yeah. who she was, who I felt she was for our friends right. that he didn't very, know very well if he or if he didn't know at all. Mm -hmm. So having been able to do that was an honor to me. And the fact that their, her mom felt strong enough and confident enough in the fact that I was able to do that. I really appreciated that. And I was yeah. not going to disappoint her mom more than anybody else in that room because 
that was it. It's and I did like a job. You had to go up there. You had your job to do and you did it. Yeah. And I yeah. did express and I, I felt this at the time and I still feel it now. I said that um, I can't, I'm not going to refer to her as she was a great person because she is. It was never up been. for me and yeah. it's, it was never about was because she is and she's and that's living within her children now. So she she was an amazing person isn't isn't the kind of things that I want to say about her. It's not the kind of things that I want to say about my family. It's not the things the kind of things that I want to say about PJ because yes, all these things, yes, they were great people, but they but they are great people. They are. They're going to continue to push, they're going to continue to influence my parents' influence on me. My parents' influence on their grandchildren. My siblings, the people that they can exactly PJ's influence on Carter, on you, on everybody that 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 his existence has touched, everybody, yeah. all these things, they're not going to change. So saying were and was to me was just not. I don't think it was going to express what I was feeling at the time. So I never actually said were or was. It was always is and will and did. Um, or, 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 or is still, and that's true right. to this day. Yeah, that's true to this day about my family, about my best friend, about PJ, about anybody that I've had the, um, I've had seen, right? I've, that have that have left an imprint on me that are no longer here as far as in this existence, for sure. Yeah. I remember, you know, people coming up to me after my eulogy and. You know, saying, you know, I always heard Carter. I always heard about Carter, but I never knew, like, the volume of their friendship. And it was huge, you know, and it was really cool to, like, have random people that I didn't know who they were come up to me and be like, wow, you're Monica. You're Carter's mom. Like, I hear so much about Carter and PJ and Carter and PJ, like, 24-7, but they never knew, like, who I was. Because we, had, I met a couple people through her and, you know, stuff like that, but it was mostly just us. If we were doing stuff, it was just the four of us. It was me, Crystal, PJ, and Carter. That was it. We never really hung out with like other people and stuff. So it was really nice to meet a lot of her friends and close people too, and kind of be able to relate with them on that level, which was really nice. Right. Really nice. Yeah. I've been trying to continue to keep my mic muted because it's just the weirdest There's, thing you heard that little people are, people are doing work right some sort of work i don't know like what it is but it's like brrr, and it's just it's just like they're grinding yeah. something or anything like that <laughs> i have the i have the misfortune of living in an area that has construction not construction but just like loud work going on whether it's maintenance yeah. whether it's i don't know if they're using i mean they're using heavy machinery yeah for sure <laughs> They're well, the episode is over show. anyways. At least they started towards the end of the episode rather than right. the beginning. Because I'm gonna have to go give them. Back. I'm gonna have to go give them my schedule and say, "Can you make sure not to work at these particular times?" <laughs> I'm recording my podcast. <laughs> well, thanks, Ernesto. I like this conversation. I, you know, I know we're always lighthearted and funny and stuff like that, but it is kind of nice to talk about things that are ne are inevitable. You know, these are things mm -hmm. that, like I said a hundred times, we need to talk about more because. Mm -hmm. No, I think we've did it. We've done enough. We don't Wait, have to yeah. do it ever again. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> We're never talking about death again. Nope. No, it was a good conversation. And, you know, I always love your insights on things because we are very similar, but very different at the same time. So it's cool to kind of see 
and hear like your mind and how you think of things. So I appreciate you for that. No, no problem. Now I have to go after this and go find somebody who's going to send me boo pictures. Oh, Jesus. To... No pun intended. I wasn't talking about you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, please don't send me your boobs. Jesus, no. <laughs> I don't want to unsolicited take picture, Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Well, I love you guys so much. Ernesto, plug um, the Insta and the hotline real quick, and then we'll call it a day. Nope. He's doing his Rubik's Cube. He can't. So if you guys actually wanted to get a hold of us or send us a uh, a message, you guys are more than welcome to do so. I've uh, said it before and I'll always say it. We do have that hotline that's available to you anytime, 24-7. You just dial it up and you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail. 310-494-6811. 310-494-6811 is the hotline. It also accepts text messages, so if you don't want to, you don't want to hear your voice, but do want to leave us a message, you can send us a text message that way. Yes. Now, if you do want to send us an anonymous message, you can actually find that link on the website www.hotmesspodcast.com. You can actually go there and find that link to send us send us an anonymous message, or if you want to send us direct messages through our socials, you can look for us there as well. It wouldn't be a hot mess podcast without fucking workers behind us without in the background. something going around in the background dogs <laughs> like, barking no it's so funny because you know i'm in my harry potter closet and i right. look over and there's like one little crack in the door and i look over and skeeter is just like this at me right he's staring at me waiting for me to be done he's like bitch hurry the fuck up <laughs> we've had just tons of it we've had we've always had background noise whether it's the dogs whether winks. it was winks whether oh, it was whatever the case is carter. we've always had some sort of carter just popping in out of the blue nowhere I can't. So good. All right, you guys. We love you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday and your week, whatever you guys have planned. We love you very much. Thanks for tuning in. We constantly appreciate the support. And Ernesto, I love you. Love you too. And we will see you guys next Monday for another episode. Until then, guys. Love ya. Bye. So who else hates it when you get up on a Monday morning? You know what? I am not as mean as I would like to be. And I really wish people appreciated that more. When you die, what part of the body dies last? Uh, I think it's the teeth that last long. It's the pupils. They dilate. Right here, doing his diligence. Hi. What the fuck did you just say? Do <laughs> my what? <laughs> diligence. Diligence. They stop. Do- <laughs> no. Stop. Stop. You might as well say president. You might as well fucking say president. I'm doing my due diligence. President, what? My due diligence. You like due diligence? Don't do that shit, babe. For real, for real. What is it? Babe, you can't come here, be cute, and then fuck up like that. You got to say something we know. Something we know together. All right, my baby's doing his, his stuff that he got to do. Fuck. <laughs> Around the house. He's mourning the lawn. Say it. Uh, say it. The legion.
Due it's diligence. Due, due diligence. <laughs> you about to fuck me up. Due diligence. Due diligence. Due diligence. <laughs> that sound like my niece. <laughs>